Welcome to Pod Bites, snack-sized stories all about podcasting. Welcome to Pod Bites, where we go behind the scenes with podcasters. And today's guest is Jane Guy, the host of Queenstown Life. So welcome to the podcast, Jane. Kia ora. Thank you for having me. Can you please tell us what your podcast is about? So, um, kia ora koutou everyone, um, ko Jane to Ingoa. Um, I have a podcast that I started probably in about 2013, um, which was on the web, my website, and then um, which was interviewing people, random people around Queenstown, and then um, turned into a women around the world, conversations with women around the world in lockdown, so the first lockdown. Um, I started to record women around the world who were also in lockdown um, and then shut it down for about two years and then started it up again um, earlier this year, mainly interviewing women from New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. So for anyone who's not familiar with Queenstown, you're on the South Island of New Zealand. I am. Yeah. And as you can hear by my accent, I am not, um, I wasn't born here. Um, I've been in Queenstown for uh, nearly 20 years now. Um, and yeah, a beautiful, um, well, ski town at the minute and um, big tourist town um, where I've lived for the whole time that I've been living in New Zealand. So, yeah. When you started Queenstown Life, um, the podcast, what was it that, that got you behind the mic? Um, so as we all, I'm sure, can remember lockdown being this like crazy we're going into lockdown in New Zealand. Um, and so the thought of living in a space with my husband and then two and a half year old 24 hours a day was quite, <laughs> quite concerning for me, um, as it was, I suppose, for many people. Um, and so I thought my, so my blog, Queenstown Life, was kind of died a death during that time because obviously um, people promoting Queenstown and New Zealand as a place to travel to kind of ended so um, I thought, how can I keep the conversation going around the stuff that I do? Um, and so I thought, oh, I haven't done my podcast in a long time. Um, why don't I utilize the opportunity of people being in their houses and actually wanting things to do um, to record what was going on? Kind of a bit like a time casual. What, what is going on for women around the world? Because at first it was it was mums in lockdown and then it quickly moved into just women around the world. Um, and their experience and so it gave me one it gave me an hour on my own locked in my bedroom trying to stop my child from running in every 10 minutes um, but also it was a really good opportunity for anybody who was in lockdown to have something to do so anybody I asked said yes so it was actually a really good place for them to uh, to also have a space to sit and talk about what was going on for them for 25 minutes um and so that was the initial idea. And then from that, just it just evolved into women's voices post lockdown. So what, what were women going to do with their work, with their businesses, with their families after that had kind of ended, I say in inverted commas, um, once we'd come out of that situation. Um, and then after the break, it went back into like work. What does work mean for women what what like some of the stories and the corridor around what is currently going on for women around the world so yeah so you've evolved as as the planet's evolving 
Yeah, totally. And I suppose some of those conversations are still the same. Um, you know, the patriarchy, etc. Um, but but just the the feeling of um going through this op- this situation together was something because it was new and nobody had ever done that before. So just to have those conversations and to have them recorded so that when I now go back and listen to them, um, it's a very bizarre experience to go back and listen to some of those conversations because some of it I can't actually even imagine being in now. Um, and so like kind of like a bit, yeah, like a bit of a time capsule to that situation, that time is a really special thing to still have now. Yeah, I think we easily forget how things actually were. Yeah, I know, totally. Yeah, been talking about it with other people and it's like, oh, I can't actually remember any of that time. Yeah, and how we got through the day and how we set up our days and very quickly got into, I think a lot of people got into a very kind of tight schedule. I know I did having a kid at home. It was like, right, for an hour we're doing that and then an hour we're doing that and then at that time we have lunch and then we go for the walk and then we, and you just, as humans, you know, we get very, um, very quickly immersed into a scheduling situation just to kind of help us get through the days. Um, and so listening back to some of that, some of the people that I interviewed who were like right in the thick of it and actually doing that work, um, it's re- it's totally crazy now to go back and listen to that. And you just, you kind of go, oh my God, I forgot some of this stuff existed. Even some of the conversations we had, um, I'm like, how I, I've totally forgotten that I'd had them. So, yeah, it was, it's really interesting. What kind of feedback did you have at the time from not just the people that you were interviewing, but anyone who may have heard the episodes you were putting out? Um, I got really good feedback. I think it was like top five New Zealand social documentary podcast at the time. It's not anymore. Um, but but I think what it did was it gave particularly women something to listen to that was quite short and kind of a bit of a... Um, a bit of an arm out to those women who were either living on their own or living in with families or really struggling or getting through. And it actually gave them a little bit of a um, a break from that. Even though we were talking about this, the same kind of stuff, they most women fed back that it was they used to used to utilize it on their morning walk or their afternoon walk. So it actually gave them an opportunity to say to their families, I need to go and do this for myself. So um, that's when I think most women used to listen to it was when they would take themselves out for their daily regimentals and go off and um, have that actual time on their own. And actually, the conversations we were having really connected with those women who were struggling with stuff being at home. Um, so, yeah, the feedback was awesome. It was really awesome. And and the 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 point of it for me was that I got actually some time away from the current um just what was going on in our family do you know so just actually giving myself space and time to do something that I found really joyful amongst Mm. like just such a hard time um it was actually I think people who found those create you know everyone started baking and everyone started doing knitting and all that kind of stuff um naturally we we move towards things that bring us joy that are really simple and so that for me was really simple the setup was simple there was no editing there was it was rough as it came um and I just used to whack it up as soon as I'd done it and so um for me it was just the simplicity of it was just perfect yeah I think that's the key isn't it finding something that brings you joy and and just doing it 
Yeah, you you have to. And I think when I went back to it like this time, um, I really, really said to myself, if I'm going to do this, it's because I find it really joyful and I find the conversations with women who I really want to interview for whatever reason. That's got to be the main driver. And anyone out there who's considering doing a podcast or who's in the thick of a podcast and it's driving them insane, go back to the reason why you started it in the first place. And and hopefully, yeah, you might want to make money from it or you might want to do whatever. But the actual conversation you have needs to be the reasons why you started it in the first place. Otherwise, one, people know really quickly that you're not doing something because you find it joyful. Um, but also, you, I don't think that, I mean, there's t- 10 million billion podcasts out there. Um, you'll very quickly get overwhelmed with it um, and bored with it. And so... Yeah, it's really important to go back to the reasons why doing it. Now, that's the nail on the head, really. Um, You mentioned how you'd done some podcasting before. Do you think if you hadn't had previous experience or even with your blogging that you would have gone into podcasting itself? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I just, I really, I think when I first started doing it, I, I literally used to use my phone so I'd record people on my phone and then ask somebody what I did with that recording on my phone um and I just I I've always really liked conversation so stories and find chatting to people quite easy it's quite it's a thing that comes quite easily to me um and so when I started to ask people who I really admired or were kind of like oh my god I can't believe I've got them um the 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 feeling around that still remained the same it was just two people having a conversation which i've always really liked and i used to when i used to blog and i used to write stories about businesses and companies that i worked with um people used to say i can hear you talking when you type so i i think it's it's just another medium for me to be able to express what it is i like about storytelling and people telling stories of what it is they're doing, which I, which I, for me, never gets old because everybody's always got their own interpretation of what it is they're doing. So for me, it was just another, I think a natural medium for me to go into. Um, talking is something I've always done and always done a lot of. <laughs> so my mum used to be like, Jane, just turn it off. Just turn yourself off. But um, so, yeah, I think naturally I would have stumbled into it somewhere. Um, yeah. Totally. Me and my friend actually years ago, um, me and my friend Scott set up the Scott and Jane show, which was where after interviewing people, the kind of podcast, the real podcast, like how to set it up came from because he was a real, you know, he used to be very into setting, you know, he worked in studios and he knew how to set stuff up. Um, And so us two getting drunk and talking about films and art and music, um, just basically felt like I was sat in my front room, which is what I always wanted to create on a podcast. It just feels like somebody, you're kind of listening into a conversation that somebody's having in the next room. Um, And so I think naturally I would have fallen into it somewhere. What's been a memorable moment as a result of your podcast? Um, I'm just trying to think. So when I look, I think, I think this, I'm doing a couple, recording a couple this week, and I think we're on about 90 episodes now. 
So I think, and I, I, I kind of scrolled back to some of the people that I had interviewed and were like, oh my God, I forgot I did them. One of the ones that was really exciting and I really remember is um, interviewing Susie Wiles, who was the microbiologist with the pink hair, who was in charge of lots of the COVID um, uh, kind of response, but also explaining to the public in very layman's terms what was going on, which I think she did a really good job of. Um, and actually interviewing her and now listening back to that, at one point her cat came in and knocked over the whole computer. So everything went flying and it was like, oh yeah, because we had like kids, you know, we had babies crying and we had kids coming in and dogs and all sorts. But her phone was going off so much. Can you imagine? It was like just going off. It was literally hot um, because the, the information was changing so quickly um, and like literally from the start of that episode to the end of that episode, the information that she got was different about what what they were going to do. So I, I was just I think, you know, however you felt about that experience, whatever you you're leaning, which, whichever way you lean, the amount of work that went into that for some people, I cannot imagine imagine. And as well, living in um, a place where, you know, people hated her. Like, hated her because she had pink hair and how dare she be a scientist. I know. But also, like, hated her for, for the information, the like, the information that she was putting out there. And I just, I just can't imagine or start to imagine the amount of work um, that, that went into her day-to-day. Like, I just, so that was mm. really, it's really, really special for me to listen back to that and actually just remind myself of how hard these people work um and then um I, w- I was just thinking the other day about some of the other people um I guess just um kind of having a little bit of time out of people's day was probably the most memorable and looking back like I interviewed some women who worked for UNICEF who were in New York when the um Black Lives Matter marches were going on the protests and they were literally going on as she was recording it, like underneath her apartment. And she had four kids in a tiny apartment. And there's all this stuff going on outside. And they're dealing with COVID. And they're locked down. And they're trying to school their kids. And just having a really small amount of time with those people to be like, how are you? Like, how are you? What's going on over there? And to kind of talk about the differences between how the different countries work through that stuff um was really really interesting and memorable um and then just I suppose even now talking to women it's a real privilege to be able to just talk to women about their work and what's going on with their work and for women to be you know quite vulnerable about what they're struggling with and what they find hard is um yeah it's always really memorable I love it I never regret doing one I've not had I've not had one yet yet she says um that's been like, oh my God, I wish I hadn't have done that. Um, yeah. Well, touch wood. <laughs> There's always time. Who is a dream guest? Have you got anyone that you've not yet reached out to who you'd love to get on your show? Oh, I tried to get Jacinda like a million times. I had her PA on speed dial like, and kept asking and they were like, she's slightly busy at the minute. And it was like, really? Do what? Um, so I would, I would really, really like to interview her just because I think I mean, I, I really admire her and I just think like, holy shit, what you had to go through um, during that time. So her, probably her. Um, and then um, 
Or there's a couple of people like, you know, Lizzo would be quite cool to interview. Um, and a couple of people working in like the science sphere. Um, but I, I just, I think New Zealand is, is rich with women whose voices we don't ever hear about, which I've tried to be, um, I've tried to really go towards women that aren't necessarily known. Um, Cause you know, you could, you could go towards, there are lots of women there I've interviewed. who have got, you know, massive Instagram followers and the marketing around it would be awesome. But I've really, really tried to dig deep into those sectors where women are doing stuff and just they never get the opportunity to talk about it. Um, doing some really crazy cool stuff. And you're like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Can you tell me what that means? Um, so I, I always think, again, back to the reasons why you're doing it, really think about, yeah, you could be, you can be really strategic in the people that you interview, um, but you can also really, really go and just do stuff that you find really magical. Um, mm. Yeah. And with the nature of your podcast, you're never going to run out of potential guests. No. And somebody said, I was like, when are you going to start interviewing men? And it's like, it's not because I don't want to interview men. Um, there's just, no, there's just too many women to interview <laughs> <laughs> when you run out of women. yeah totally you mentioned earlier how you were recording on your phone so what top tip would you give to people who are starting out into podcasting um get a good microphone I have mine here which you can't see uh which was not too expensive but get a good microphone um and get a really good workflow around it. So um, I, you know, when I, obviously I was kind of record, I was recording them nearly every day when I was in lockdown, probably, well, actually probably about three or four a week. And um, I was doing them every day. And then when that finished and I came out of it and went back into the, the real world and going to work, I was doing the similar thing. So I would recommend you completely batch. If you, maybe you're doing it, you're interviewing other people or you're doing it yourself. Um, but what I try and do each month is set down time aside to one, write them um, and then to in, to interview people, to record them and then to edit them. Do not try and do that one at a time because you will get yourself in a pickle. So try and written batch stuff. And then you can choose as to when you put those out there. You know, I've just talked to somebody about I'm going to have a month off and do and be like you could do seasons, you could do. You decide, do you want to do it once a month? Um, try not to overwhelm yourself too much. You know, you could be like, I'm going to do 10 people every week. And it's like, whatever. Um, so try and get into a really good workflow. And also, if you are interviewing people, get into a really good also workflow around um, setting those up for people. So the feedback that I've got is, this is so simple to be involved in. Um, I am going to say yes, because it's, I've said, you know, it's 20 minutes, you don't have to wash your hair. Um, you need this, that, and the other. And the the work, the flow around it. So I send the same email out and the same information out and the same links and the same reminders. And So get into a really good rhythm of setting it up for yourself. So you're just repeating the same process. Um, and then batch, like batching saved my life with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on the batching thing. I yeah. think even with them, the likes of uh, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire, like a yeah. new episode every day, but one day for interviews. 
Oh yeah, totally. And you know, we're not like people who start out, we're not there yet. Right. It's like, and give it time, like give it, give it an, a massive amount of time because you, again, if you're go back to why you're doing it, like who is this for? So be really specific about who it is for. And it's not for everybody because there are 10 bazillion podcasts out there. Um, don't be disheartened when nobody listens to it apart from your mum. Like, honestly, give it give it time and put the energy in energy into actually making them rather than worrying about and comparing yourself to Oprah, you know, like set that up in your head straight away. Um, and think about how you want to market it and what you want to say about it. So get really specific about, again, who you're talking to and what it is that you're offering people. Because if you're if you're doing it as a as a joyful thing, that's great. But generally, podcasts like businesses have a problem that they're trying to solve. So what is it? What is it you're trying to do? Do you want it to be for mums who you know go for their twenty minute walk in the morning, or do you want it to be for gym people, or do you want it to be for people who are on their lunch break or at night, or the first thing they listen to in the morning? Like, get really really specific about who it is you're trying to target, um, and it will make the writing of those so much easier because you'll have those people in mind. Like I live with my podcast people, like they hide in my cupboard, but I'm very specific about like the coffee they drink and the places they shop and the, you know, the the family setup they have and the things that they buy. Um, and I know that it's not something that everybody wants to listen to. It's a very specific, so that when I'm writing the episodes where I just have myself talking, I'm quite specific about who those people are. Yeah. So you're talking directly to that person. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And then the people who cool. don't like it or want it won't listen. And the people who do will find you. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, what's a podcast that's on your playlist at the moment? Ooh, um, I'm a big true crime person. Um, so and a horror lover. So lots of those. But I was looking at actually looking at my list of podcasts before. Um, and probably a big one that I really like at the minute is The Imperfects. I don't know if you know The Imperfects. I have heard of them. Yeah, so it's I haven't listened. Three Australian men, um, a comedian, a his brother, um, and then uh, a kind of a an actor slash writer, and they get together um, every week, and they have a resident psychotherapist who also comes in. Emily is very lovely, um, and they just talk about all the stuff. Well, actually, that men don't talk about, but also that a lot of women don't talk about. So, you know, they go, they look at grief, they look at ego, they look at kids and it's hysterical. So it's, it's extremely funny. I've been walking along on my walk and been laughing out loud when, whilst people are around me. Um, but it just tackles really important topics that, that is done in a really, really humorous way. Um, so yeah, I would recommend that one. It's really good. Cool. I shall yeah. give them a listen. Thank you so much, Jane. Um, yeah, it's been awesome hearing more about your podcast and behind the scenes of it. And I'm sure you're going to have heaps more amazing women on your show. As you say, there's loads behind the scenes who we, we don't yet know about. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Please leave a podcast review for both Podbytes and this week's guest. Check the show notes for more info.